Welcome to Over the Thread. I am Taylor, and we have a special guest host today, Bailey. <laughs> oh, I did not know you were going to say my name. <clears throat> That's okay. Hey, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so he actually, Bailey's been on the podcast before. Um, was it the first episode? I think it, it might have been. I think it might have been. First guest. I think, I think that, was. yeah, on, the, first... on Over the Thread, I think yeah. it was. Wow, I'm so honored. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we actually, we have a awesome guy, Jack Coyne on with us. Um, it's our first kind of like long distance, uh, podcast guest. So welcome Jack. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. That's good. It's exciting. It's good to be here. Everything sounds good. I'm excited. Yeah, this is, I'm, I'm, I've been prepping for this for the last hour. So the truth is a couple weeks all day. We tried to organize this when I was in California last week, but. I just couldn't make it happen. I was, Things I, I was on too much of a time crunch. So we're doing it on we're doing it on Discord. There's too yeah. much technology now. Like we could, I mean, this is this is perfect. I think that this is going to sound great. I think we should probably just start by maybe Jack. Do you want to tell us like a little bit about yourself, kind of who you are, in case people don't know who you are? Yeah, sure. Um, where you're from, that kind of, yeah, you know, basic intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my name is Jack Coyne. I am from New York City. And uh, I guess I got to know you guys through an app called Beam, uh, which is a video sharing platform and a company that I worked at for several years. I was the first employee of, of Beam um, back in 2014, and it was like a social video sharing app. And then uh, that app transitioned into being a news production company, like a YouTube news company. Uh, we were also making some other apps on there. Uh, and then... That ended after a year or so, and I started doing my own YouTube channel. So I kind of like, I, I've always had a YouTube channel on my own, but I started taking it a little bit more seriously and committing myself to it maybe like two months ago, and I've been traveling and posting nice. a bunch of videos on there since. Um, so I'm a, I'm a YouTuber now, but I've Love done a few it. different things. Your channel's Official sweet. Official title. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, guys. Um, did you, you graduated from, where'd you graduate from? I graduated from Wesleyan University in Connecticut. In okay. 2013, nice. um, okay. my my five year reunion is in May. I'm really excited. Oh, wow. yeah. Was it film school? It was uh, liberal arts college, but I studied film there, and I also studied uh, economics. Okay. So it wasn't like nice. full like that wasn't the only thing I did, but film definitely took up a lot of my time. It's a good combo. Like it's practical, you know. Study film, also have some econ. Yeah, it's a I good, feel like, like balance in any sort of art major, you need to have a a reason like a a very useful like minor of some sort of double major. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's it, it makes it sense. easier to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yes. <laughs> so, how did you get into filmmaking? Because obviously, like, you had to have maybe either done it or or just enjoyed it prior to you know studying it in school. Yeah. Um, when did that like all start? Yeah, I always liked it. Like when I was in high school, I guess the first I took a film class in high school at one point, probably like sophomore junior year. Um, I'd done theater like when I was a little starting when I was a little kid. I probably in like second or third grade. Like I always liked doing theater and performing and performing nice. arts. And then movies just felt like a cooler version of theater almost. Um, <laughs> and I liked watching yeah. movies. And I just felt like so much of what I knew in life I learned from watching movies and TV and stuff. So oh, it sure. was always there, and it just felt like this is a super, this is a career path that would be super fun and cool to do if I can figure it out. Um, so I started like making stuff in high school a little bit, and then went to college, and and 
the school that I went to had a really good film program. I didn't necessarily go there for film specifically, but I liked yeah. I liked that they had a cool film program. And then thankfully, like freshman year, I got into it. Um, it was accepted, and then and then studied like it was it was like film analysis. It wasn't filmmaking necessarily. Like I only took one production class, but I would I would work for Casey Neistat, who's a big time YouTuber, in the breaks in between uh, school, and so I got a lot of experience like actually with hands-on a camera, uh, getting to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, there's no better way to learn than to just start making stuff. And yeah, I think you just like, gotta do. Well, I, at one point, I, I studied Thank abroad you. when I was, I guess, a junior in college, uh-huh. and, like, I, nice. I skipped a lot of class and, like, wasn't total like, I wasn't there to, like, take the classes. I was there to travel and, like, have fun, and <laughs> I took that as an opportunity to make a bunch of, like, not vlogs, but, like, travel videos and stuff. And that's when I got yeah. a lot better at learning how to edit and learning how to do story film storytelling. It's like I just made a bit every week or every every couple of days I would like make a video. Nice. Yeah. I mean it's just a practice. The gotta you have to do it to know. Yeah, I actually I did some study abroad, um, my junior year also and we ended up doing we didn't do as much like I wish that I had done like a video every single week. But we just, we mostly took photos, I feel like. But um, that's kind of when we started, like, looking into, like, oh, like, YouTube is actually really cool. Um, so I can relate. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I at the time, I wasn't, like, even, YouTube wasn't really a thing yet. Definitely some people were yeah. were pushing, like, cool cinematic videos on Vimeo. Um, and yeah. I think at that time, it was probably 2011, like, YouTube was, like, kind of, like, j- joke, not joke videos, uh... Like, people oh, like, are getting, like, hit in the yeah, face with, like, videos. soccer balls and stuff. Like, like America's Funniest Home Video <laughs> yeah. style stuff, right? Like and, viral and Vimeo kind of was where you would quick. put films. Um, yeah, and it wasn't right. until a couple of years after that that it sort of shifted over. Um, yeah. And became Vimeo's this, still around. That's, like, what organizations tend to use. They, like, post yeah. their, like, training videos or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. Vimeo's cool, but it's yeah, just there's I mean, not as many people on there all the time, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said yeah. that you... You kind of like interned with Casey Neistat through college. How did you meet him, and what did that, like, how did that work? He had a show the with whole his brother on HBO that uh-huh. I saw. A friend of mine said you should watch this. It's like this is a great show. You'd really like it. And I watched it, and right away I was like, I need to work with these guys. So I just found an email online and just reached out, and I was like, I'll work for free. Um, let me do whatever just to get my foot in the door. And then I did that, and, and some one of his assistants or, or this is his his. Uh, a producer for the show at the time was like, hey, come on in, let's meet. Okay, you can work for free for like a couple weeks and see how it goes. And then I ended up getting a paid job after that. Not, I didn't get paid a lot, but it was like, <laughs> it was something to do and, and kind of got my foot in the door. And then I just kept working hard and kept going, growing, moving up from there. And you, you had already lived in New York, right? So it was kind of just Yeah, like- I grew up in New York, so I was li- living with my parents. So it made it a lot easier to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I was lo- very lucky to be, to be born and, and grow up in New York City. It's a, it's a crazy place, but um, it, was a, it was a really cool, unique place to grow up. Yeah, for sure. I've only visited. Yeah, I visited, visited once, <laughs> but it was just super fun. Um, man, that's cool. So, I mean, I didn't really talk about this in the beginning, but we kind of want to talk to you because... Um, I don't know. This kind of goes into kind of the next sort of phase, but um, risk taking. So, yeah. um, like, I mean, you kind of stepped out, right? You kind of were like, uh, I don't know if this guy's going to even email me back, if he's even going to look or, or whatnot. 
kind of like what kind of motivated you to like go ahead and be like, you know what, I'm just going to email him, see what happens. I mean, there's absolutely nothing to lose, right? So if you want yeah. something, you might as well go for it. And, and it's not just like yeah. blindly emailing saying, give me a job. It's like right. I can provide Strategic. value absolutely. to you. I can make your life easier. I know I can. Let me show you how. Let me explain to you how in this email and let me show you how I can do that. Yeah. I think and a lot so, of people go ahead and quit before they even start like the Wayne Gretzky thing. Like the, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Like if you don't try, yeah. there's zero, you're, there's no chance. Yeah, so yeah. Least, and like you have to try in a way a that's smart. Well, right, right, right. It's got to be strategic. Like you can't just be a, hey man, I, I, I like your stuff. I want to work for you. Like it's got to be beneficial for both parties. Mainly for their party, I would assume. You got to show Oh, yeah. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Because like yeah. people like that get a lot of emails every day. Yeah. You got to you got to be different. I made a video, you know, two months ago that went like viral about my experience working yeah. on it. I mentioned that I, that I reached out and basically said I'd work for free and I'll mop the floor or something and yeah. uh, just give me a shot. And my inbox since then, every day I get like 10 emails from, from kids being like, let me get my shot, I'll mop your <laughs> floor for free. I'm like, I don't have any floors for you to mop right now. Um, and like, That's it's, so cute. It's, not, it's, not, it's like, cool, yeah, it's nice, but it's not adding a ton of value to me for you to echo back right. the same thing. All it's right, saying right. to me is you watch the video, and it's like, okay, right. it's cute, but like, tell me something that's actually going to be helpful yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and a few people have done that, and I've, I've gotten in touch and, and made some connections with some, some people who reached out to me that same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, kind of in that same note, I guess it's kind of, well, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get to it after, but um, before I ask this question, I should probably write it down so I don't forget it. Um, uh, so when you were working for Casey, um, how did you, how was it like transitioning into kind of his, like, kind of like his secret project and then what became Beam? Um, like, what was that like? Because you kind of got, you know, you were kind of like, okay, like doing some interny sort of stuff and then kind of got roped into this bigger project that ultimately became a company. Yeah, so, I mean, I I'd started off doing intern stuff, and then I became his assistant, and then I became a producer, and I produced a couple, like, pretty serious, big-budget YouTube, like, branded content pieces. And then all of a sudden, Casey's like, oh, I'm going to MIT, and I'm going to do this new thing. But, like, I think it's going to be cool, and I think it has the chance to change the world. And at the time, that's 2014, where it was like the startup culture was really starting to peak. Um, yeah. And when I was in college, I wasn't necessarily thinking about startups. Like, not that many people were thinking about startups. But a couple of years after college, everyone wanted to work in startups um, because right. Facebook had taken off and, like, the social network movie happened and people were reading about Twitter blowing up. And all these companies sort of, like, that started in a garage or whatever were taking off and getting a ton of money. So it just seemed like a cool opportunity that, like, maybe this could be one of those things. And obviously, Casey has a, has a pretty rabid fan base and then there were all these advisors and investors in the company who, who believed in it that I believed in it too. And I said, okay, you know, I might as well shoot my shot. I got a little bit of equity in the company. Maybe this thing will take off and I'll become like Zuckerberg level rich. <laughs> it wasn't, no, it wasn't totally like that. But it was really like, this is a chance to work in an industry that's also interesting. Like I want to make movies, but this yeah. is also sort of making movies in a way and connecting people and doing video storytelling. Yeah. Um, and it's at a startup company, which is, seems kind of cool, like a fun opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you, it, there's like no ceiling on a startup. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, it, you know, it just sounded like a fun opportunity. Yeah, that's sweet. So on the same note, sort of, now this is, 
in retrospect, I'm sure it's easier to look at, but what was it like just kind of getting fired? Did you see it coming or was it more like a blindside kind of thing? I didn't see it coming at all. It was totally blindside. Totally. But I don't know what, what I did to prepare myself for it or like subconsciously prepare myself for it. But pretty much I was in shock for like 20 minutes. And then I was like, wait, I oh, can man. make a sweet video about this and I can start doing YouTube. And it's just like the shackles were off kind of. And I felt yeah. like free to do whatever I wanted to do. And so it like pretty much instantaneously turned into an opportunity for me. And yeah, that's what that's I started sweet. looking at it as. And I was like, all right, let me plan this like trip and immediately figured out how to get that RV thing set up and went out to California. And like, I was like, I want to get out of here. I want to do something new anyway. I had been, I had been, it had been feeling like, you know, things weren't, progressing as much as I'd liked for the last few months before that so I was like I might need yeah. to figure out something new to do anyway and so it was just yeah. like I was forced into that situation okay cool there's an opportunity here let's go pursue it it's kind of it's weird it's like you kind of have like that weird gut feeling and you kind of are like oh man like maybe I should start looking for something different and new but I think it's really cool like what's unique for you um that I really liked about just like your whole story is that you like you immediately saw it as opportunity rather than something like oh my gosh I need to like freak out and like you know all this stuff is you know my my future what I had planned is like kind of crumbling um is you saw it as like oh no like new opportunity something different um yeah I think that's like a part of it's a part of risk taking too yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. I'm also like was blessed like and I had a good I was in a good situation where when we originally sold the company to CNN, I got something. I got paid back a little bit for the equity that I had in that company. So it wasn't yeah. like I was broke and starving totally. right away and I needed right. to get the first right. job that came my way. Like I had I had a cushion, a little bit of a cushion. So I was afforded yeah. that opportunity. Not everyone's afforded that opportunity. So I'm not saying like anyone who gets fired should immediately just start traveling. Yeah, like this most people can't afford that. It's a luxury. Of course not. But it was a luxury yeah. that was afforded oh, by foresight that I'd had about, okay, maybe this beam thing could work out. You know, it was, yeah. it, was it, it's, it stems back from that original risk that I took to join that startup company in the first place. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's more of like, it's cool, like more mindset wise is like where, you know, most people might be worried and maybe they have a right to be worried, you know, like, oh gosh, like, where's my money going to come? You know, where, where's the income going to be? Um, obviously like, you know, there's things to worry about, but I guess maybe it's just like looking at it in like a different way is like, okay, like, let me like restart, uh, figure out like a, you know, different career path, something new, you know? So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, what was kind of your favorite thing about working at Beam or like during your time, you know, over the course of several years of working on that project, what was kind of like your favorite thing about you it? guys probably not just <laughs> you two in particular, yeah. but like, right. the, the, but like the community yeah. and the users. Yeah. Um, I think that was the coolest thing. And I mean, I'm sure you guys would probably say the same thing. It was like, you yeah. guys are on a podcast together right now. You yeah. never knew yeah. each other. One of you is in Virginia and one of you is in California, right? That's, yeah. a, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. You met, and, like, you guys have countless other friends. Yeah. Who, yes. um... We've got... We've still been trying to do that, like, meetup thing. I mean, we've I got... I bet we've got six or seven, like, in a solid group that yeah. all, all met from there. I... That, my favorite is uh, Victoria that went to the same college that I went to because she was afraid to apply, and we, like, talked, and I was like, look, I'm, I'm here. Literally, I don't know how I got in. And then she applied, and she got in, and now she's there, and it's legit. Aw, that's awesome. But, yeah, no, I mean, the community was definitely, definitely top. And, I mean, Jack, you can explain a little bit, but 
um, kind of part of your job was to interact with the community and kind of almost like you're like, you kind of like curated, okay, like what sort of things are going on in like the beam community um, through like the discover page. So you kind of like had eyes everywhere in terms of like, you literally would watch people's stories um, like as part of your job. Uh, do you want to, you know, maybe talk a little bit about that or um, explain a little bit to people who don't, maybe don't know. So, yeah. So I guess my role as community manager was to, monitor what was going on and monitor the conversations that were happening and try and guide those conversations a little bit that were happening on the platform, right, by creating different, um, just sort of shaping the content that's on there in whatever way I could using the technology. And so the way that I would do that, and I don't know if you guys, how aware of this you are, but I would single out individuals who were creating really cool, interesting stuff on the platform and who seemed super mm -hmm. engaged, and I would try to empower them in whatever way possible. So, like, I would reach yeah. out to YouTube, for example, and say, hey, there's this new feature coming out. Can you give us feedback? You know, can we give you this beta version of the app so you can see what we're working on, try it out early? And because you guys were, were excited about the platform and trying to push it forward, it was, I, it was, I think, exciting for you guys to be able to access some of that stuff before it was out for the rest of the community and then become sort of ambassadors in the, on the platform. Absolutely. Huh. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was my yeah, strategy. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, I feel like, at least for me, um, I could say, like, I definitely I definitely got that from you. Um, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I, I feel special, you know? Yeah, like that was, it, it was like a little elite group. We all felt kind of special. We that all was, talked separately. We were approach. like, hey, did you get an email from Jack? And then we're like, yeah, we all get to do the thing. <laughs> that was the approach. And then you guys yeah. are excited about it, and, and it spread, and, like, you share it with your friends from home or whatever else. And Yeah, yeah try and grow the platform. And I think that's a lot of what, in my mind, community management is all about. Because yeah. Um, yeah, as absolutely. a community manager, you're just one person, but you have all these people who are excited about what you're doing. So how, do you, how can you empower them to get them to do some of the work for you? Yeah. So I tricked you guys into doing all my work for me. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we became minions secretly. We didn't even Basically, know. <laughs> how to make people minions now. <laughs> so... Um, what is the biggest thing you learned from failure? So, I, I mean, that just is kind of reverting back to the firing and using your resources. That's like my favorite topic is failure. Because, I mean, like I've always said that the only way you can learn is through mistakes and failure. So I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, so... Um, you're, if, if you fail at something you know, it's over. You can't go back and change what happened already, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's two things you can do. You can wallow in your failure forever and let it continue to bother you, or you can move forward. And usually when you fail at something, there's a lesson to be learned. I would Not usually, always. There's some lesson to be learned, something to be learned from that, and, and you can apply that failure to making stuff happen in the future. And, like, that's, that's, that's something that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs will say, or people who are successful in businesses, that you learn through failure, and so it's it's um, it's almost like cliche to say it, but when it happens to you, or when you fail in something, you know, you it's there. It just takes doing it a couple times to realize, like, wait a minute, when I failed at this this opportunity, this other thing came up, or I learned this, and I know I won't make that same mistake again, or um, like anything else, I think there's there's always going to be there's always going to be a lesson in it. 
and failure can be scary but if you if you change your attitude a little bit and you and you realize that failure is only just opening up another door and creating another opportunity or teaching you something then you know all of life working whatever you're doing becomes a lot easier yes you just have to stay positive and i know that's hard for some people to just continue maintaining a positive mindset but you have to yeah yeah there's no I mean, reason it's not gonna to get waste any better time to not do that yeah so, okay, kind of what I was going to bring up, and I was like, ah, I'm going to wait, I want to wait, because um, I kind of had a whole section on it. But, um, so, I want to talk about uh, your new project, I guess you could call it a new project. Um, uh, kind of what I was saying before, but, um, so, you had, I'm assuming, uh, so, Colin and Samir um, are two creators that, I believe, you said that they reached out to you. Did they, like, email you or something? It was, I think they, they, they contacted you somehow. They made a video. They made a video that was an, an analysis of Beam News, and so I reached out and said, "This is a great video. I love your thoughts here. Uh, if you're ever in New York, hit me up." Ah, okay. So you kind of okay. So you kind of started the conversation. I wasn't. I couldn't remember if it was them or if it was you. But I mean, essentially, they were. They reached out to you in a sort of like a video, um, in some ways. Um, yeah. So how how did you come up with the idea of the free RV situation. Cause that, I mean, like that wouldn't have been my first thought of like, Hmm, I got fired from my job. I'm going to now find a free RV and drive it somewhere. Um, like where, how did yeah. you come up with so that? So it stems from, it stems from just like this weird desire that I had to tra- drive and travel around the country and like connect with people like on this like road trip. And so I went online and I just like Googled like how do you get a free car? Like what are, the, what are different ways to get a free car? Because you always hear about hacks like that and it's amazing yeah. what you can find on Google. So I Googled that and then right away there's this company that's like called Transfer Car where it's rental companies, rental car companies need their fleet moved because like more people are driving from Florida to Texas than from Texas to Florida or whatever. So like yeah. it needs to right. get redistributed. So rather than hiring someone to redistribute the cars, they'll like let, give people cheap, discounted, or free rentals. And so I'm looking on this page, and then I see, oh, four-day RV like rental needs to go from LA to San Francisco. That just sounded like a fun trip and like a cool way to spend four days and like a great foray into potentially driving around the country. Yeah. So uh, I found that. I, I like applied for it. I was like, is this even real? And I, and I was like, I would love to do this and sent them a little note or whatever. And then like a couple hours later, they were like, you're approved. This is your date. Pick up the car here at this time, at this place. You have four days. And then right after I got that, I was like, hey, Colin and Samir, this is going to sound really weird because we only met once, but do you want to come on this trip? And they said yes pretty quickly. Because they have a similar mindset. And like, wait, this is an opportunity to like make YouTube videos. And I I knew that they were just kind of like getting their channel off the ground. Um, And it seemed like if I was in their shoes, it would be a cool opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, It's kind of in in line with what we were just talking about. But what sort of encouraged you to get up and like start this new project? project? It was it was really just like I'd been making YouTube videos. That's what I knew how to do. And I knew that I had like a little bit of an audience on Twitter or on these other places on social media and there were people who were interested in what my next step would be. So yeah. creating a video that said, hey, this is my side of the story of what happened with Beam, I knew there would be interest there on the internet. And then oh, yeah. once I was like, you know, I'll make that and I'll make a few more videos and, and this, is, this is a really unique, weird time in my life. I might as well document it. Not for, yeah. for, for anyone else but myself. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And and while while I'm documenting it, obviously making videos as often as possible, I'm getting better at making videos. So if I want to have a career that involves doing this type of thing, I might as well spend as much time as I have here to travel, which is something that I wanted to do. I wanted to get out of New York and step out of my comfort zone and do something else. And I wanted to um, get better at making videos. And I wanted to document this weird time in my life. So it was like a perfect storm. Okay, you know, start doing more stuff on YouTube. Duh. Yeah. And, Duh. And that was it. 2018 <laughs> thoughts. I'm, I'm still there now. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. You probably don't have an answer to this, but... Do you kind of, like, have an idea of kind of, like, where you see, like, this sort of road trip project going? Um, do you, like, do you have, like, a sort of an end goal sort of thing? Or are you kind of just, like, just going places and kind of going where wherever so, kind of the opportunity comes? Yeah, I'm going wherever the opportunity comes. <clears throat> like, I don't really have an end goal right now. My end goal is to just keep getting better at making movies and figure out sort yeah. of, like, what my approach is and, and come up with yeah. a style that I think is consistent and, and feels good. Um, so far, a bunch of random stuff has popped up that, like, as soon as I made the first two or three videos, a friend reached out and said, I have this opportunity in, in, uh, Vietnam. Do you want to come? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing popped up and and a few more things have popped up since then. So like the next few months are planned out. My, this trip, I'm going to Columbia in a couple days, like I said, but that trip was actually pre-planned. It's my friend's bachelor party. And so like a bunch of us from college are going there. Uh, and I'm going to travel around that country a little bit for a week. And that was before I, that was going to be a vacation from beam. That was before I uh, got fired and now I'm doing my own thing. But after that, there's a few more things that are coming up that like popped up because of these videos that I made. So once you put yourself out there, Right. Yeah. Um, so what would you say advice towards somebody who's like kind of, they feel like they're in a stuck position and they can't do anything? Like maybe they want to travel. Maybe they want to do, I don't know, whatever, but, but they feel stuck or feel defeated after losing their job. What kind of, like, like they're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So first of all, if you really feel stuck and like you can't get out of your own head or you can't get out of your own way, like go for a run. Or, like, go work yeah. out or, like, meditate for an hour. Like, do something that's going to clear your head of, like, negative thoughts and get you out of that space. And more often than not, you'll find, like, after you've been running for an hour, your brain is like, wait a minute, I could do this or I could do this. You get that <laughs> adrenaline hit, right? And the same thing happens when you do meditation. Like, your brain gets – your brain waves clear up a little bit and you're like, wait, you know what? Stuff just starts to come to you. You know, yeah. like, maybe I could do this. And then once you get that little wave, step up to the plate and, like, you know, do whatever that thing is you want to do. Like, and if, it, if you fail at it, try it again. Like, the, like we said before, like, you've, you learn something from failing at it, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the, you, you got to stop thinking to kind of start thinking. <laughs> you got to stop yeah. thinking about yeah. what you, you shouldn't <laughs> be thinking about to think about what you, yeah. Totally. So, speaking of style um i'm hopping around to a different question um <clears throat> so i kind of i've been noticing i mean it's not super super consistent every video because you're trying new things right you're trying to like figure out okay like what what sort of is my style um what was i, I really enjoyed like the cute little like um you kind of had like little like key points to each video or like almost like you call them like, or did you say moral lesson story? of the day yeah lesson of the day there we go i was like what is the word yeah um yeah, so what was kind of your uh, thoughts or, like, intent behind that? Uh, I mean, that's... Kind of like, 
are they kind of like keys that you want like the audience to get from kind of no. like what you're putting out there kind of like things you realize and post kind of uh, no so just, i guess explain on that going back to this point of like i'm doing these for me more than i'm doing it for the audience it's like self-reflections it's like yeah. okay it's like writing in a diary right like okay this is what yeah. i did today and then at the end i guess i learned this from you know x y and z thing that i did today yeah. So that's, that's sort of the, more the point than anything. It's like when I go yeah. back in seven years or in 20 years and I'm like watching these videos, it's like, oh, wow, you know what? I'm glad I went on – remember when I went on that road trip and like we, we – I like broke the electricity cord and then I learned <laughs> from that that it means this and I should – like those are lessons that are going to apply to me personally for the rest of my life, hopefully. Yeah. The added benefit, I guess, is for the audience is there might be a hidden lesson or there might be a lesson in there too that applies to them. But I'm not saying it just to like talk down to the audience and say, here's the lesson of the day. Take this to heart. It's more like here's a lesson that I learned. Here's something that I got out of this experience. Maybe I'll share it with you and maybe it's going to add some value to your life. Yes. Yeah. That's another way to learn. You can learn through other people's failures or mistakes. Yeah. So somebody on the stream had a question. They said, uh, Ask them what a broke college student should do to get out of the situation they're in, uh, to do what they love, but in a very limited time. Huh. I don't, I get, yeah, that's how it's I think I get it. I think I get it. Um, do to get out you, of the situation to do what they love. First yeah. of all, like, so, so get you, out of their situation. You have to yeah. work. Yeah. You have to work hard. Like, especially in your, if you're in a situation where you're broke or, you know, you don't, you feel like you have all this other stuff you got to do, like, you got to find time. You got to figure out how to make more time. So, um, whether that's figuring out another job where you get higher tips, where instead of being a waiter, you're a bartender or whatever, and that'll afford you a little bit more time, like, look around, like, take whatever time you have, get off Instagram and, and start like, and start like figuring out, okay, how can I make a little bit more money? So I have an extra hour every day and can I use that hour combined with another hour less of sleep to, you know, work on this video project over the course of a week and make that happen and put it together. Nice. Like, so many people are like, I don't have any time, but, like, they're still on Facebook. Yeah. You know? (laughs) If you care about something enough, you can make time. Yeah. I I hate that excuse so much. My friends always, like, we'll we'll try to film something, and they're like, we don't have any time, and then I'll see that they're, like, just slacking (laughs) off or they sleep until four or whatever. Yeah, if you care about it, if you really care about it, make it happen. Like, yeah, figure out. You're not time. working. How many hours are there in the week? You're not working all of those hours, and you're not. Yeah. You know, like you're doing. You, other there stuff, is. Like, there's. There has to be some time in there. Thank you to the viewer. Yeah, that was Jassy. Thanks, Jassy. Jazzy, thanks, Jazzy. <laughs> That's awesome. Great question. Um, what are some of your goals for 2018? I know it's like obviously we're into April now, so it's kind of like a, you know maybe a check in to what they were in January, but uh, do you have any? Maybe is the first question. For this year? Yeah. Uh, to not get a job, I think, is my main <laughs> yes. goal. Yes. Love it. Uh, well done. Like, yeah, like my mom is like, yeah, get a job. Like, figure out what you want to do. <laughs> I don't want to get a job. I don't have to get a job. Like, I have a, I have a unique skill set that I can apply yeah. Outside of having a traditional job, maybe in 2019 I'll get a job somewhere that feels really <laughs> yeah. good. But but what can I do for the next year that involves making a bunch of videos, getting better at doing that, sharing stuff that I'm learning, sharing this unique experience that I'm having right now? 
Yeah, and I then, mean, you've got the momentum right now. There's, it's just rolling. Yeah. Yeah. So let me keep that up. And then in a year when I am looking for a job, I'll get an even better job because I just spent the last year doing awesome stuff You're, that people yeah. want yeah. to see. Yeah. Um, so that's my oh, goal for, for this year is to not get a job. And it's you, so, you, like, ironic, but, yeah. You mentioned <laughs> that you didn't really, like, have a plan. You're just, just rolling with it. You're just letting things happen. Yeah, I'm just I don't I don't really have a plan. Uh, I'm just um things are popping up like every week. And so if I if I if I set my schedule for the next 3 months, I'll miss out on an opportunity that pops up. And that's another like kind of can be scary, daunting thing because then all of a sudden June yeah. comes, I have nothing to do. But like things are popping up pretty frequently and it's just about like what is the best opportunity for yeah. me at any given time yeah. and like right now making plans for July and August and September is dumb because it's closing doors to other stuff that's going to pop up in the future. And I've learned that in the last two months or the last six weeks or whatever is every week something new pops up. And yeah. if I've closed, if I've like signed myself up for something that's like not great, a B opportunity, I miss out on the A opportunities. So yeah, so, yeah. so I'm just like waiting for the right things and I'm in talks with a few different projects that seem super exciting and fun. But yeah. I haven't like locked off a huge schedule. Nice. nice. I'm booked yeah, basically so that, that for the rest sense. of this month. I have a couple projects that are coming up. So you you'll like loosely plan some things, but like are those? Do you have like set dates for stuff like that, or is it really just? I have like, so yeah. I mean, this I, allotted amount of time I'm planning on. I know exactly when I'm going to. I know exactly when I'm going to Columbia, and then I know uh, I have a client. I'm making a directing a video commercial for for some friends of mine who have this company. Um, called matcha bar it's like a matcha drink yeah um and they're launching a new thing i don't know if, even know if i'm allowed to say that so this is a <laughs> podcast exclusive but there's a podcast new exclusive. yeah there's a new drink that they're that they that they're coming out with so i'm making a video that's promoting that and that video is due the same day that the drink comes out so i know exactly when that day oh yeah is so that one's got a deadline so, oh. I have a, so i have a set timeline beyond that like those are the two projects that i'm set with right now i'm in talks to figure out stuff for the next month or two after that but uh yeah just like figure out you know don't like i don't want to get into a pattern where i'm just working for clients and i'm back in new york just grinding all the time because then that like defeats the purpose i want to be able to get back on the road again yeah yeah but i am i just got back to new york after six or seven weeks like away and i am it is kind of like crazy you do get burnt out if you're traveling too much yeah yeah and if you get too tired wow. it becomes really hard to make youtube videos <laughs> yeah makes sense yeah, I was like, wow, he's just like whipping him out like every single day. I was like, man, he must be so tired. Yeah. Ooh. No, but it's been super fun. It's been a great experience so far. Uh, more of a technical question, but what what do you do about like, <laughs> I have it written down as money slash survival, but like what do you do kind of to almost like maybe like budget, like, okay, well, obviously like I don't have a super steady income. So like how, how do you like plan for that um, in terms of traveling? Yeah, don't try and spend, like, just try not to spend too much money. Like, don't buy stupid yeah. things. Like, when I had a full-time <laughs> job, I was like, oh, I have money. I can buy, like, a new whatever. I could buy, like, a new pair of sneakers or a new – so I, like, haven't been buying stuff like that. I've just been buying food and trying to buy cheaper food if I can and trying to get opportunities where, like, when I go to Vietnam, it's paid for for free. So I'm not <laughs> oh, paying yeah, for yeah. that. <laughs> and, like, you know, and I, and I, and I do – that's why, I, like, ha I have this, this – uh, commercial project that i'm doing just to like get a little bit of money to help me get by for a while and then 
so I, it's not like a super specific like strategy it's just like you know don't live as excessively as you would when you have a full-time job and you know exactly how much money's coming in every month and that helps right, yeah um and then i have a bunch of money saved and like keep getting jobs and keep trying to add so i don't like lose everything keep trying to add to the stacks yeah add to the stacks I also have a question. Uh, who do you bring when you go on these trips? Because you've kind of brought, like, different people or you've gone with different people. So, like, do you just go with whoever kind of inv- invites you? Or, like, cause sometimes you'll bring people with you. So how do you determine that, I guess? It's just kind of whoever's around, whoever's available, and whoever's good on camera. If you're bad on camera, we can't hang out. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Dang it. Um, so, I mean, Colin and Samira explained sort of how we got intro and it just felt like a good fit. And then I yeah. went I went to that Vietnam trip. I just got invited, and, like, whoever was there was there. And then I'm going uh, with, like, my roommate. We're going to Columbia, and then we meet up with our buddies for a uh, bachelor party. And it's just kind of whoever, whoever's around at that, at that time is who, who I'm sort of with and collaborating with or traveling with. It's not everyone, like, very few people are like, hey, I got nothing going on. I don't have a job. Let's travel. So <laughs> right? there's, it's, it can be a little bit few and far between. Um, you don't have like your necessarily like you can't just choose anyone. It has to be someone who's available. Yeah. Right. And I mean, is it usually like kind of wherever you are, if there's a person around kind of thing or is it, I mean, cause some, it sounds like sometimes it's just people that you end up meeting up with later. I don't know. I mean, just go float, float, just let things happen. Yeah. Um, I, what? Yeah, you don't, it's it's super hard to sort of, yeah, you just have to let stuff happen. Just let it happen. Um, yeah. What do you usually bring? Like what kind of, what's in your bag when you travel? As little as possible. Camera, <laughs> a couple lenses, bat- extra batteries, microphone, just whatever I need, my computer, all that stuff, whatever I need to like make videos. Yeah. And then as little as possible. So, like, I'll bring, like, a lot of pairs of underwear and socks and then, like, one pair of pants, like, one bathing suit, like, as few shirts as possible. And then, like, you know, most most of the time you go to places, you don't go to places for long enough that don't have laundry. So, I'll, like, go, yeah. go to a friend's house in L.A. and do laundry or wherever I'm at. <laughs> nice. It's, like, tiny home living. It's better to, yeah. it's better to like, do laundry than to have, like, way too much stuff. Yeah. You know, it's so much easier to have like one rolling bag in your backpack. You could do whatever you want to do instead of having like a huge suitcase and have to check. I don't want to check anything. Yeah. Um, You know. Yeah, no. (laughs) That's nice. I've recently been like, whenever I travel now, well, for the last couple of trips, I've been like, I don't want to bring a ton of stuff. Just bring a couple of things, like obviously a lot of gear, but um, I've been traveling lighter. I've been like, okay, I'm only doing carry on. Um, I've had some bad experiences where people have like taken stuff out of my checked luggage. So I'm like, you know what? It's just better to go lighter. And yeah, I totally agree. It's just less hassle. (laughs) Yeah. What are some, like you've said Columbia, are there any other places that you have planned in the future that you're going to? The, uh, yes. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I'm, I really want to go to the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah. I haven't been there yet and that's like a big spot in the states that i that i like want to carve out some time and explore so hoping to do that this summer hoping to i mean i would love to go drive around canada a bunch because canada is beautiful in the summertime not in the winter time i don't want to go then um i would love to go like i'm 
desperate to go to Australia and I'm desperate to go ah. to India. Same. Um, so hopefully I can figure out a way to get to those places. And then Africa. Really want to go to Ooh. Africa. Yes. So I'm kind of like scheming. Like South Africa or like Central or, or Northern? Like uh, everywhere. 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 Good answer. I have a friend who runs a safari company. It's called Hemingway Safaris. And Ooh. they're based out of South Africa and like Southeast Africa. And so they do safaris nice. all in that area. So I'm, I want to do a safari with him and make a bunch of videos about that. And, that would be super cool. Um, That'd be so and then awesome. spend some time in South Africa, like chilling. And then separately, like go to Northern Africa and go to Egypt and Morocco and stuff and see the pyramids. Yeah. And hang out that in the desert. That would be super sweet. That stuff sounds amazing too, but I think that's probably a separate trip. It, it's like a different vibe. Like it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are su- uh, such, like it's a whole different like, part of one continent. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's uh, completely different areas. Yeah. Different economy. They've got, it's yeah. so, it's so True. diverse. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to Rwanda, which is in central um, Africa, but yeah, I've been, gosh, like watching just different. Uh, different like uh, South African YouTubers, uh, mm. you know Ben Brown, love his stuff. And Louis now in South Africa, so I've just been watching them. Like, oh man, Cape Town, and then safaris. But yeah, oh, all of Africa. I agree. <laughs> all of Africa. That's cool. Yes. And okay, I guess we'll we'll transition into um, this. Kind of goes with this. Um, who are some filmmakers that inspire you? Um, that you kind of have been like watching or like recently inspiring you to kind of what sort of content you're producing? Uh, the stuff that I'm making, like, I mean, I, I grew up basically with Casey, like helping him make videos. And so obviously that's going to be a huge inspiration. Sometimes like I'll get comments on my videos. They're like, you're a Casey Neistat knockoff. And it's like, (laughs) yeah, like we worked together for nine years. Obviously there's going to be a lot of similarities, obviously. And like, I helped him make a lot of those videos, you know? So like, that's how I learned how to make movies. It would be insane if it looked nothing like that. Yeah. So obviously he's a huge, I don't want to say inspiration. He is an inspiration, but more like stylistically. Like I think yeah, what right. I do is somewhat similar in a lot of ways, obviously. Um, and then like that's like from a visual standpoint. From a like personality standpoint, I really like David Dobrik's vlogs. Like, I yes. think, like the way that he interacts oh with other gosh. people, the way that he interacts with the other people – you know, in his, his friends and in that sphere, that's kind of like what I try and go for. It's not as like crass, obviously, as the stuff that he does. And I'm not, I'm not as much of a troublemaker, but I just think the, the pace of it and the editing and the way that he's including like different snippets of conversations with people is really fun and funny. So he's a huge inspiration to me too. His pace is insane. Yeah. You can always make your video faster and shorter. You know, yeah. and yeah. so like yeah. that's a good reminder. Like every one of his videos is four minutes and twenty seconds. Like there's well, no need yeah. to make your video like fit it into that short time. Like condense, yeah. like keep yourself to hold yourself to three or four minutes or whatever, and keep it to that. And like you can tell the same yeah. story faster, and people will like it more. Yeah, it keeps yeah. retention. Yeah, I, oh. yeah. 
Um, okay, we have one final question. I can't believe we made it through that much um, stuff. Man, almost an hour. Um, <clears throat> okay, so we're, I'm starting to do this with people that we have on, but um, just because we kind of want to like, uh, like our podcast, uh, Mary and I usually just do it, just us two, but then we like to interview, obviously, people who inspire us, um, people who are doing awesome things, such as yourself, Jack, um, or just different, different people that we're like, oh man, like these are just, just really awesome people. Um, and so our question to you is, um, who is one person or it could be people, but doesn't matter, um, who you think that we should have on the podcast and why? Uh, Hmm. You should have. That's a tough question. I didn't even like see this one coming. Let me think about it for a second. I'm <laughs> yeah, just gonna like no, open good. up like Twitter or something and like see who who, <laughs> who pops up. Um, I mean, you should have Colin and Samir. They're great. You know I was thinking that too, and I'm like, they're really close too. They're they're in LA. Um, yeah, and I've been, I've actually so since since watching like the, the beginning of kind of your journey of videos. Um, I, I didn't know about them um, until, you know, you worked with them. And I was like, oh, and I started watching all their stuff. And like, no, no joke, like been binge watching, binge watching their stuff. I was like, man, I feel like they'd be really great. And they're they're doing their cool stuff with uh, I don't know, Bailey, if you watch them. But um, they have this something called like their their weekend film festival. And uh, they basically do this weekend film festival. It's like on on Twitter um, and they have their um, subscribers submit videos that they made um and they kind of have like a theme each week and it's like videos um and it kind of goes with the theme and then they get to choose kind of like which ones um they like and i think all of them i believe get published to their twitter um all the submissions but uh yeah they're doing some really cool stuff so i i agree with your suggestion (laughs) yeah the weekend film fest is super cool such a great idea we're we're at the 51 minute mark here wow Um, Jack, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate you making time and I'm sure your crazy busy schedule, especially now that I know what's coming up for you with all the travel. Uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was awesome. Appreciate yeah. you. Love talking to the OG yeah, Beam Squad. OG Beam Squad. Yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. And if you're ever out in uh, California, let me know. I will. Um, I know you're probably booked up. I don't know what other stuff you're going to have in store, but... Hit me up if you're ever out here. <laughs> Definitely. a nicer place than some might think if you're ever here. No, I know. Yeah. I've been there before. It's great. <laughs> yes. It's great. Nice. All right, guys. All right. Thank you. How does well, it end? Do you just end it? Thanks for joining. Yeah. Do I need we'll to do it. anything? <laughs> we usually awesome. just fade it out. All right. Yep. <laughs> Bye.